0: I'm Elizabeth Slattery, and welcome to SCOTUS 101, where we break down what's happening at the Supreme Court, what the justices are up to, and other things related to our favorite branch of government. This is a special summer session edition of SCOTUS 101, and today I'm joined by my colleague John Michael Seibler.
1: And I've been told to say thanks. It's very great to be here. Uh, In this episode, (laughs) we're going to talk with a former law clerk to Judge Kavanaugh, but first, a few SCOTUS headlines.
0: Thanks, uh, John Michael, for reading uh, reading my show notes so closely. Well, it's
1: true; it is great to be here.
0: So, uh, everybody's favorite octogenarian, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, made headlines this week because she has announced that she plans to stay on the court for at least another five years. The notorious RBG used to point to uh, Justice Louis Brandeis as her model. He was the first Jewish justice, and he served until age eighty-two. Well, now RBG is eighty-five, and she says that she's not ready to go anywhere and she plans to serve at least as long as her now-retired colleague, Justice John Paul Stevens. Uh,
1: Great trivia question. Who is the oldest justice? We may soon find out.
0: (laughs) So uh, Justice Stevens served until he was 90, making him almost the oldest justice ever. But Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. was just two months shy of his 91st birthday when he retired in 1932. So uh, the Notorious RBG has hired law clerks through 2020, and she has said that she'll stay on the court as long as she can do the job full steam.
1: And here is wishing her well. Uh, And moving on, Justice Anthony Kennedy's official last day was this week. It was July 31st. Here's wishing him an enjoyable retirement. It'll be interesting to see if and when he does some judging on lower federal courts, how he spends his retirement, and perhaps he will find time to enjoy the sweet mysteries of life on a beach somewhere. (laughs)
0: So speaking of Justice Kennedy, he spoke at the Ninth Circuit's judicial conference uh, a couple weeks ago, and there was one interesting thing to note. He mentioned in his, uh, his back and forth with some district court judges who were interviewing him that at one point the Supreme Court was considering what senior status justices could do, and now he is, of course, a senior status justice. So someone suggested that senior justices could fill in at the Supreme Court when other justices were recused. From a case. And Kennedy was vehemently opposed to this idea. And I have to say, I'm glad that his view uh, prevailed. But moving on, although the court is in its summer recess and the justices are hopefully on beaches around the world, <laughs> <laughs> or Justice Thomas and, and Mrs. Thomas are in their van driving around the country. Uh, The court still reviews emergency actions, and this week, the court denied the federal government's application for a stay in a lawsuit that was filed by a group of kids and teenagers arguing that they have a constitutional right to, quote, a climate system capable of sustaining human life.
1: Mm, Whatever that might be. Yeah. Uh, So, Solicitor General Noel Francisco did ask the justices to put Discovery and a trial on hold until the Ninth Circuit can rule on the government's appeal, And in its brief order, and by the way, this was Justice Kennedy's last official vote, the court said the government's request for relief is premature and is denied without prejudice. But the court did write this, quote, The breadth of respondents' claims is striking, however, and the justiciability of those claims presents substantial grounds for difference of opinion. The district court should take these concerns into account in assessing the burdens of discovery and trial, as well as the desirability of a prompt ruling on the government's pending dispositive motion, close quote. So this is most likely not the last we'll hear about this case.
0: But moving on, I recently spoke with one of Judge Kavanaugh's former law clerks. I'm pleased to have Rebecca Tableson with me. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So you clerked for Judge Kavanaugh in 2010 and 2011. Tell me about your experience working in his chambers.
2: Um, It was a great experience. It's something I did right out of law school, and in retrospect, I sort of can't imagine that I got lucky enough to to get that as my first job. Um, so the D.C. Circuit is sort of a unique court. It handles a different docket than many of the other circuit courts of appeal around the country. It's really heavy on administrative law and a lot of the sort of tricky issues that arise concerning how the federal government operates.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so coming right out of law school, you sort of dig right into that. And it's in many ways more complicated than something you'd expect to handle with your first job. But Judge Kavanaugh uh, has it so under control that you sort of feel a little bit like he doesn't necessarily need you that badly. <laughs> um, and, you know, he's a really nice boss. We worked hard, but he always worked harder. And it's one of the best jobs I've ever had.
0: So what would you say are the most important things you learned from your year working for Judge Kavanaugh?
2: I'd say, aside from the sort of substantive law, I'd say what I learned from him more than anything was the value of hard work. And, you know, that means hard work on every single thing. He really taught us that every little thing matters. So you read every brief, you run down every argument, you pay attention to the positions of every single party before the court, even if you think you're not going to agree with them from the outset. And he really does not let anything fall through the cracks. And that's a lesson I've tried to take with me uh, since clerking for him.
0: That's really great. So Judge Kavanaugh has had quite a few female law clerks, I think more than half. Uh, Do you think that the original Judge Kavanaugh, his mom being a strong female role model, had something to do with this?
2: Yeah, I would guess that uh, it does. You know, um, his hiring practices are really stand out on. Circuit, and they would really stand out on the Supreme Court. He, like you said, more than half of his clerks have been women. Um, that's unheard of. Uh, and there was even one year where he had four female law clerks, which I think has never happened uh, on the Supreme Court. So if he was to be confirmed as a Supreme Court justice, you know, and and continues this hiring, as I'm sure he will, it would really stand out. Um, the year I clerked on the Supreme Court, 20s. Six of the thirty-nine clerks were men, which is pretty common. Uh, so, so his hiring has really helped to diversify this little sliver of the legal profession.
0: Yeah, that's really great. So, do you have any funny stories about Judge Kavanaugh and your time in his chambers?
2: Um, let's see. So, towards the end of my clerkship, um, I got engaged when I was married when I was uh, clerking for Judge Kavanaugh.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I actually got engaged to someone who was clerking for Judge Garland at the okay. time. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, we scheduled our wedding for right after my clerkship was supposed to end. And towards the end of my clerkship, I was working with Judge Kavanaugh on a really big opinion, and I, you know, we were up to draft like 125, and um, it became. I'm sorry, did you say draft
0: 125? Oh yeah! <laughs> oh wow! I mean, I've heard he <laughs> yeah. he does lots and lots of drafts of his opinions, but man, that's a lot.
2: <laughs> oh yeah! I mean, when I said working hard, I really meant it. Every <laughs> word is carefully crafted. Um, so towards the end of the year, we it became clear there was still no work to be done on this opinion, and we weren't going to be finished before my wedding. And so I went in to talk to Judge Kavanaugh, and I said, "Hey, listen, um, I think I just need like one day off before the wedding." And is that okay? And I was all nervous. And he started just laughing. And I thought, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't, I shouldn't have even asked for this day off. We have so much work <laughs> to do, it's crazy. And he just was laughing and laughing, and I was panicking. And then he said, like, Rebecca, um, no, I'm (laughs) sorry. You are taking a full week off before your wedding, and I'm not going to hear from you, and uh, I'll just see you uh, at the wedding. And (laughs) that's what we did, and he was totally right. I needed every day of that week, and it was just, you know, that kind of thing is typical of the quirkship, but it stands out to me because it was obviously a big day for me.
0: Yeah, Oh, that's great. So past guests on the podcast have talked about traditions of of different judges that they've worked for. So, you know, we've heard about Justice Thomas, how he takes his clerks to Gettysburg and Judge Wilkinson on the Fourth Circuit likes to go running with his clerks. Uh, I don't know if it's every day, but he runs pretty regularly. Utah Supreme Court Justice Tom Lee told us about how he and his clerks like to go to this um, authentic Mexican taco joint um, in Salt Lake City. Uh, Does Judge Kavanaugh have any traditions with his clerks?
2: Yeah, a few. Um, I think the most I don't know, maybe the most regular one is every year we go to a national baseball game. <laughs> I'm and, not surprised. <laughs> um, we, uh, we stand up in the sort of like bar area and um, mill around and watch the game and have some beers. And Josh Kavanaugh is right at home there. He loves he loves the nationals. And uh, it's the kind of clerk gathering that sort of is really fun and casual and laid back, but also really judge Kavanaugh because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, he loves that stuff.
0: So did he root for any of the presidents in the running of the presidents? (laughs) Is he a Teddy guy? Because, you know, everybody, Teddy was the the underdog for so many years. (laughs) You know, if I had to guess, I'd go with Teddy uh,
2: as as his, you know, as his favorite. But, (laughs) uh, you know,
0: I don't think he ever told me. Yeah. We'll have to get to the bottom of that. Maybe I'll talk with Judge Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh, someday, <laughs> hopefully. Um, so as we saw during the confirmation process for for Neil Gorsuch last week, uh, last year, I'm sorry, last year, uh, Judge Kavanaugh has a, a pretty tight-knit group of former clerks. Uh, and I think that's a testament to the kind of boss he is and, and really to the, the kind of man he is. So tell me a little bit about the Kavanaugh clerks' family.
2: Sure. It's um, it's a pretty diverse Clerk family, at least in, you know, in in every respect, ideologically, there are, you know, Democrats, independents, Republicans, and in terms of judicial philosophy, our views sort of span the spectrum of possible judicial philosophies. Um, But it is very close knit, nonetheless, you know, and I think a big part of that is, you know, well, there are two things. First, what a good experience it is clerking in his chambers, you know, you feel so good about that that you want to keep the judge and your co-clerks part of your life. Mm -hmm. And second, I think everyone feels really sort of connected to and loyal to the judge uh, because he is such a great boss and not just that, a great lifelong mentor. And so it's really in some ways the force of his personality that keeps us all so close knit.
0: Do you think he goes out of his way to try to have any counter clerks? I would say I
2: think he hires the most qualified people he can find, Mm -hmm. period. And it does not necessarily matter uh, whether they're sort of counter clerks or regular clerks (laughs) or whatever the word is. Um, He is interested in people who are smart and hardworking and will do a good job. And uh,
0: that's it. That's great. So is there something people may not know about Judge Kavanaugh that you could share? Um... Let's see.
2: He is, well, he doesn't do the Judge Wilkinson thing where he runs with his clerks every day, but he is himself a pretty great runner. Mm-hmm. He um, runs marathons, which, oh, wow. I don't know, seems pretty impressive to me. Yeah, <laughs> And you always see him when you're working for him. He like, you know, he's in chambers and he arrives and he's dressed all nice in his suit, but he's always got his tennis shoes draped over his arm because he's Tries to run out for a jog in the middle of the day, <laughs> and um, it's pretty impressive. He really manages to sort of do it all. Um, you know, like follow sports, go for a run, and you know, do 125 drafts of an opinion,
0: <laughs> and still have time to to coach his his daughter's basketball teams, which is just incredible. Yes, I think
2: both both of them. He think coaches multiple youth basketball teams because his <laughs> daughters are different ages. Um, That's great. And he's a really devoted coach, actually. The, the girls love him. It's, it's adorable. <laughs> uh,
0: so as you mentioned, you then went on to clerk uh, at the Supreme Court for Justice Scalia. So do you feel like Judge Kavanaugh um, prepared you well for heading to the Supreme Court? He did. Um, first and foremost, again, it's that
2: work, that attention to detail um, mm-hmm. that is, You know, even more important at the Supreme Court than at the DC Circuit because obviously the cases at the Supreme Court are as important as it gets. I should say, I'm sorry, I'm holding a baby and she might be fussing. Um,
0: (laughs) A future Supreme Court uh, clerk. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh. Um, But uh, yeah, he really emphasized, you know, he, before we started the Supreme Court, he and I had a long talk about how important the Supreme Court's work is. And the sort of profound need to respect everything that the Supreme Court does and to treat every case it handles with utmost care and also the cases that it chooses not to handle. You know, a big part of the Supreme Court's work is just deciding what cases to hear. And the clerks are very involved in that. And Judge Mm -hmm. Kavanaugh uh, is sort of passionate about even about doing everything right, even the things that the public doesn't see. Mm
0: -hmm. So last question, and this is a really serious one. If Kavanaugh is confirmed to the Supreme Court as the junior justice, he'll take over the duties of running the cafeteria committee at the Supreme Court. So do you think we can expect any big changes to the cafeteria, like when Justice Kagan introduced the frozen yogurt machine?
2: (laughs) Well, the thing about Justice Kavanaugh is he is a super low-maintenance eater. Like, (laughs) he likes a BLT or a chicken sandwich and some french fries or some potato chips. I mean this is not a fancy guy. So uh, if anyone is hoping that there's going to be, I don't know, a sushi bar installed or something, I think those hopes will be disappointed. Um, (laughs) He's pretty, he's just, he's a pretty low maintenance, low maintenance guy when it comes to lunchtime. Uh, And I think that the Supreme Court cafeteria as it is will definitely satisfy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to SCOTUS 101. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please leave us a rating if you enjoy listening.
1: And please follow us on Twitter at SCOTUS 101. You can also email us at SCOTUS101 at heritage.org with your questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes.
0: Well, J.M., thanks for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. You've been listening to SCOTUS 101, executive produced by Elizabeth
2: Slattery. Sound design by Michael Gooden, Lauren Evans, and Thalia Rampersad. For more information, visit heritage.org.